Here I chat to Ryan and Ellie Hodgson from Hodgson Fitness about identifying the target market, speaking their language and bringing in new business. So on today's episode of the PT Mentor UK podcast, I'm pleased to introduce Ryan and Ellie Hodgson from Hodgson Health. So I'm going to let you guys do a very brief introduction. Actually, what would be even better, Ellie, you've got to introduce Ryan. Ryan, you've got to introduce Ellie. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. No, no holds barred. <laughs> okay. This is Ryan Hodgson. He's my husband. He's also my business partner. We pretty much do everything together. Um, Ryan is definitely, like I would say, the brains behind our business. He's very much like the the marketer, the emailer. Who you say that's right? <laughs> He's gonna hate doesn't, me doesn't matter what he says. You, it's your opinion. Yeah, um, it okay. <laughs> so Ryan has lots of experience. Over ten years' experience in the health and fitness industry. He started off as a personal trainer, and then you sort of branched out. I had a multiple location boot camp. Um, but what happened with that was that he kind of sort of fell out of love because what happened is that he decided he wasn't becoming a coach and he was becoming more of a business owner. And so he wasn't doing what he loved and that was coaching. And so he then became looking after, you know, staff and what comes with looking after staff is you have the responsibilities of that. So unfortunately he fell out of love with it. And there was that point, I think in 2016, you were gonna leave the fitness industry. And that so happened when his wife Ellie became into, came into the fitness industry. So you decided that actually we became online coaches and that's where we are today. Was that good enough? Do, yeah, very, very good. That's it. I'll push stop now. Well done, thanks. <laughs> yeah, so um, obviously this is, this is Ellie. So she's my wife, business partner. Um, we're thick as thieves and everything together. Ellie has been in the industry for six years, um, been responsible for thousands of transformations across pretty much across the world, predominantly the UK and Jersey, pre and postnatal specialist. Oh, and she's had better. two. Two, two children by C-section, so she's lived and breathed it and been through the post-natal um, transformation herself, so gets what it's like. I would say when Ellie first entered the industry, she's a very different person to what she is now in terms of her confidence, her self-belief and self-worth. So Ellie has been very much on a journey that a lot of our clients go through when they join us. So I think a lot of people are very much attracted to Ellie when they first see our company because Ellie is a lot of the people that we try and help. Perfect. Sounds good. Are you both happy with your introductions? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. Good, yeah. <laughs> Just there's no kicking going on under the table, is there? You didn't, no, you didn't no, say no, this. Not, no. <laughs> cool. Perfect. A few things that I want to start off of what you've sort of said there about, um, like Ellie made a really good point of like you've built your business up with the bootcamp side of things. So, like that sort of happened to me in my own journey. Like I was a personal trainer stupidly went down the route of um sort of going up into management etc and like you said that's when you sort of get away from the interaction of day-to-day seeing clients and you sit sat behind the desk and it's just not as enjoyable is that the sort of thing that happened to you were you finding that like you said you're too much of a manager as opposed to a coach yes i think it was very much like we had a boot camp it was one location 
day one when we opened with, I think we had 15 members signed up. And within 18 months, we'd, we'd scaled that to over 300 members, five locations, 10 staff, a gym, a fitness facility, a studio on top of that. So it was very much like a, it consumed me. And I think at first, if I'm honest, that's what I thought I wanted. You know, I, I thought that was the life that I actually wanted to do. And I was growing, we grew that business on ego and I lost touch of what I actually really did want. You know, I thought I wanted what I should have wanted and I didn't. And I started to realize actually what I really wanted to do, which was why I got in the fitness industry, was get to know, like, help people and transform their lives. And although a lot of people who were part of that business probably said, yeah, but Ryan, you did transform our lives. I didn't get that connection with them in the way that I wanted. You know, I'm a people person and I think that my struggle with my mental health from that made me realize how much of a people person I am. Yeah, that's the thing. I, th I think it's like from a sort of money point of view, again, similar sort of case, like, you know, slightly different where I went into like the management, obviously the money goes up, but then like I said, where you've got not got that connection with people, it's just, you sort of get to the point, well, do I want loads and loads of money, but then to be unhappy. And I suppose it's sort of like getting to that stage, but I suppose some people, personal trainers that are listening to this, they might be thinking, well, that's silly because I'm doing it for the money. But would you say that that is where sort of maybe early come in and would sort of maybe got you on a slightly different track or what's the sort of crossover that happened there? Absolutely. I think because um, Ellie was just starting out in her fitness in journey and I saw the passion that Ellie had and I knew like I had that in me somewhere because that was me four years before when I first started out in the industry. And I think, I was just at a point, we just had um, our oldest daughter that I thought, you know what, I don't think I can get that back. I'm just going to have to find a job doing something else because I just couldn't, I, I didn't see any other, other way out. And that's when Ellie sort of, not shook me, but basically gave me a stand telling this is what you're meant to do. <laughs> I think, I think like, there was like a clear difference between us both. You know, I was getting up like excited. Oh, I'm so excited. You know, we would go to, we would go to work together. So excited. And, and he was, he wasn't getting that excitement. It was like, oh, you know, I'm going to work. And I think that's the difference between being driven through money. Yes, it's, it might sound great, but that only lasts for a certain period because then you get used to that money. But then you don't get that sort of fulfillment. Whereas if you have that passion and you can see that your your clients are progressing, you're getting that bond for your client, you're building rapport, that's really what's going to carry you forward. And the likelihood is you're going to gain more money anyway because your passion is going to speak for itself. Yeah. I think that sort of massively comes across, doesn't it? Like, like you said, if you're going to work like the two opposites there, like if you're going to work, like jumping out of bed early and you're like, oh yeah, brilliant, it's another day. It doesn't really matter what you earn because you're happy. But then, yeah. like I said, that sort of radiates off you and you'll attract more and more people. So you'll be earning more without even caring that you're earning more, if that makes sense. Whereas, yeah, and yeah. Go on. Uh, it's also when we do that, we actually find we attract people that we love working with as well. So it was very much now it's like, we do work, we work very hard, but we never wake up feeling like we're working because it's a lifestyle, we've built a lifestyle-based business. And I think it's important that, you know, new PTs out there is being aware. Well, I would never knock the route I went down at first because I think some people that's, that suits, you know, some people do generally want to grow a big company and they just want to be the, the manager of the company. Whereas now we've built our brand that we're the face of it. We have admin people that help us and behind the scenes with stuff that we need doing, but we focus very much on getting to know our clients, getting to help them on a deeper level. And I think that's what 
we wanted to do, but not everybody necessarily wants that when they start in the industry. They may have that idea, I want to grow this big brand and just be the top of it. It's, it's knowing what you want, really. Yeah. Do you think, you, like, sort of going back to when you started, do you think that you had that vision in mind, or was it just, I'm going to grow this boot camp to maybe, was it, called, was it under your name or was it under a different name? No, I had. Well, I got a franchise that was a Fit Body Bootcamp. So I was in. What happened was in Fitness First as a as a PT, um, and I was working really hard. But I was like, my my income had capped because I was fully booked. I was working, you know, fifteen hours a day some days, and I couldn't grow my brand anymore unless up my prices. And I felt like actually my prices were reasonable. I was one of the most expensive trainers in the gym. So the only way to do that for me to increase my income would have either been one worker more hours, which didn't really exist two up my prices for clients. And I've got a real ethical thing. We've never upped our clients prices since they've been with us. I think lo loyalty is something that should be rewarded in our way of doing that. As we up our prices, new clients, yes, existing clients don't get that increased. So the only other way was to go down a form of group coaching or bootcamp method. So done a bit of research. I had a previous business partner. We ended up getting a fit body bootcamp franchise and, it started off as a franchise, but then when we wanted to have five locate, well, scaled to two locations, the fees were going to be twice the cost. So we decided to cut ties with the franchise, rebrand it as Fit Body Jersey, and grow our brand that way. And you know, it was successful. We had a good, a good couple of years in terms of success financially, and you know, made made some great memories and good clients and stuff like that from it. But at the end of the day, it wasn't what I wanted and it wasn't the way I saw it. I don't think I looked forward enough at the time. At the time, it was probably very much, I wanted to see my income go up. You know, as a personal trainer, it was easy every month. I was seeing my income go up a little bit each month. And then after I'm fully booked, it's like my income's not going up. It's easy to get, I don't want to call it greedy because I don't think I was ever really greedy, but I was ambitious and that ambition, I don't want to say got the better of me because I've learned so much from it, but it was definitely something that I would say I, if I went back down there, I'd be a bit more weary and probably have grown a little bit slower. Hmm. Yeah, I was going to say, like, is there anything that either of you would sort of go back, if you could sort of jump back five, six years, is there anything that you'd change, like the route you went down? Obviously, like you said, it's you've got to be grateful for the path you've taken, whether it's good or bad, because it's got you to where you are today. But is there anything that you might jump back and either, again, not that you guys need to, because social media is like a decent size, but is there anything that... <laughs> you know, is in place now that you could think, right, I'd love to take that back five years and implement it. The million dollar question is, I would say if I, if I could go back a few years, I think I would have probably, we had two strands to the business, business at the time. Um, one of them was very much in line with the way that we run our business now. I would have probably said to my previous business partner, should we go our separate ways? Me and Ellie took on the side that had the boot camp and the health club, we'd have probably closed two of the two of the four locations we had at the time, so that it was easier for us to manage. We'd have been able to drive that purely on passion, rebrand it to our brand, and still grow online. And he could have taken the gym facility on and looked after that side. But mm -hmm. hindsight's a funny thing, and also at the time, I didn't see that happening. I was getting counselling from a mental health. I needed to get away from Jersey because when we started online. Jersey's, if you've never heard of Jersey, it's a nine by five mile tiny. island. It's tiny. Everyone knew who me and Ellie were. So we were marketing our online coaching, getting phone calls, well, booking in phone calls to people. And they were like, okay, so when's our PT? Yeah. So we needed to get away from our environment to be able to transition to online. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think that's sort of like the turning point in your business? Did things 
like massively obviously you know having a facility and the boot camps etc but do you think when you made that switch to online especially like you touched on there like with your mental health do you think that sort of calmed everything down and gave you a bit more focus and direction in your business I think it sort of cemented, you know, what we were all about, like what we wanted our message to be, what our passion was about. And because like for me, going into the fitness industry, it was a completely different route to run. I was in court, I was in finance originally. I then became pregnant. We had defined financial stability that meant that I didn't have to earn an income because we were comfortable. But he Ryan said to me, what would you always love to do? And I said, well, I've always wanted to be in the fitness industry. And he said, well, now's the perfect time. So that's how I then took the chance to go into the fitness industry, do my qualifications without the kind of like the need that I needed the money. But I loved it so much that I ended up becoming working three days a week. And I, I was only meant to work one day a week but <laughs> because everyone wanted to come to me. I ended up working three days a week. So I sort of like, I was loving what I do. So like to me, what, what I found was because like I'm such a chatty person, I realized, God, my clients aren't just need a workout. They need more help around their lifestyle. Like they were talking to me about every area and I realized my this PT session isn't enough for you. So I was like to Ryan, you know, we need, we need to be helping these people, you know, with their lifestyle. And that's how like, without going to online and when we moved away from Jersey, it wouldn't have given us that position to be able to do what we do now. And like what, five years on, we're here now and, I, and like, we're still loving what we do. Yeah, no, definitely. And so one of the questions that I was going to ask you, which you sort of have brought up, so I'm going to bring it forward. So when you, and this is obviously aimed at both of you with regards to doing your course, obviously as a personal training course provider myself, I try and give sort of sales, business, marketing hints, tips and advice because I think that's massively missing across a lot of courses. So obviously with you, Ellie, you've done your qualifications, but pretty much stepped straight into your own business. But is there anything that you sort of would like to have seen in that course? Or is there anything that you've gone on to learn additionally that you think, well, I didn't need that on the course, or I really should have had this on my course? Or is there anything that you feel was lacking in that? Um, I would think like, like people don't often realize that experience is really, you know, valuable because, you know, anyone can read a textbook and sort of memorize like a textbook and that's fine from an exam point of view. But for me with like practical, my confidence is definitely, is like really general, like naturally low. I'm very low in confidence. So for me, it was to build confidence. Like I found that by having experience helps and I found that as a PT, my confidence increased maybe like six months, nine months down the line. And maybe perhaps, you know, working with someone's experience in the gym um, prior to, as part of like, you know, that sort of personal training qualification, I always had a lustful um, like training and stuff. And I think sometimes you can see that lacking in some personal trainers. They kind of think of this idea to do this qualification, but possibly lack experience. And I think that's, that is important. Yeah, no, definitely. Ryan, have you got anything to sort of add? Yeah, I, I think obviously the, you know yourself, the, to go and get the qualifications personal trainer now is, is become so easy in terms of going out there. You can do a weekend course and it, it's become too easy and it's very much, I think people have a, a false expectation of what to expect when they become a personal trainer because it's like, you know, and I had this when I first started as a trainer. I was like, right, I'm going to put it up on my status and everyone's going to want to PT with me. But I didn't realize that actually, no, I need to learn how to know and understand people. And also, you know, at the time I was a 21, 22 year old young guy living an essentially single life, 
like I didn't understand the people now. I help busy women who want to lose weight. They're all mums. They're suffering with their hormones. I did. I, you know, I had no experience of that, and I didn't know that that's who I want to help, and that's generally who we choose to help. You know, we purposely don't advertise to other people, and um, because that's who we know we're going to help them. But back then, I thought I was going to want to train with all these young lads wanting to get build their muscle or you know get shredded. But reality is they're not really the people one that I enjoy helping and they don't invest in personal training in the same way. So I think it's possibly helping people understand their, who they want to help first and foremost. Um, And then another thing is how to sell. Um, I think this is something that even early now, probably not the most confident with selling, but it's (laughs) understanding and knowing your worth, you know, like if you're a good trainer, like I genuinely feel like our programs will change someone's life. And I'm no, no qualms with telling people that we're worth every penny. And if someone doesn't sign up, they, they've missed out, not us. And I think it's understanding that from when you're a personal trainer, that you have the ability to change someone's life and you're worth every penny. So don't get into the, the, the trap of one trying to undercharge to try and meet people's budgets. Unfortunately, yeah. not everyone personal training is a luxury for a lot of people. So not everyone can afford it and be comfortable with that. And also the other thing is to then also understand that it takes time to build your income up. Don't expect to see you've got a trainer in the gym having 50 pound a session and they're fully booked. You can't, you probably won't do that as a brand new PT. I, what is your expectations? So? I think as well, like, <laughs> like often you see, especially when you do your qualification, you think, right, okay, I'm just going to like put it out there and I'm going to work with whoever and anyone. It doesn't matter because they're going to pay me. And I think like if, anyone can sort of understand is, is, you know, be specific to who you want to train because if you're coaching someone who is like, is someone generally who you want to help, that also helps them feel your passion. It's nothing worse having a personal training client come to you who you don't bond with, who you don't, you know, have that rapport. And also yeah. like their goals aren't something that you, you're passionate about or their method of training something that you want to coach because you're just wasting both your time. You're probably not even really helping them because you don't have that rapport. And I think that's something that's really important. Like I remember like, you know, you'd have like the odd client who'd be like, oh, you, like, you dread them. So you think, I, I can't be a good coach. And I'm sure there's probably someone out there that could help that person. So you don't have to help everyone. Yeah. Me, me and you are like that, I'm not the dogs, aren't we? <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> Definitely. That's what the thing. Like, as you, as you two are sort of saying all these things, I'm trying to like keep up because all the things that I want to ask you, I'm like, oh yeah, she just mentioned. We're talking million miles an hour. <laughs> but like again, it's sort of like I always say this to people, like you know, when you were that sort of 20, 20 year old, when uh, 21 year old guy, you probably walked into a gym and because you had a personal trainer on your back, you thought, yes, everyone's going to come flooding to me because I'm a personal trainer. But then what you've got to do is go out there and actually speak to people and understand what they need. And yeah. I think everyone now thinks they want to be an online coach, but they'll go from a completely <laughs> different industry and they're like, oh, yeah, I want to be an online PT. And you're like, well, yeah. personally, I would say get some skin in the game, mm. as people like to say, and sort of go out there, learn a bit of a trade, even if it's for six months working in a gym. Yeah. You're going to be dealing with like 50, 100 people every single day if you're going out there speaking to them, they're going to be asking you questions. Over those six months, you would have dealt with thousands of different people, tall, slim, you know, whatever. So when you go online, you can actually visualize some of the problems that they'll have because you've dealt with them face to face. Yeah, I think now I definitely everyone's agree. like online coach. And then you see on their bio on Instagram, Ryan Hodgson, well, not yours, just using your name as an example, but Ryan Hodgson, personal trainer. Like, Personal trainer for what? What is a personal trainer? You know, yeah. someone yeah. that needs a personal trainer 
at first mainly not even know what a personal trainer is or what they do for you yeah yeah i i definitely agree with that because like for us i think like we kind of fell into online coaching now this was back in 2014-15 and it was only because we were speaking so much to our clients and we really understood you know they need more help with their nutrition they need more help with their how they're feeling their moods their energy levels you know women with their hormones we realized well i can't give them all that in a 30 minute pt session so that's how we decided we went like well we're going to help coach you and so it's going to be sort of online because we're going to go into my fitness power and that's how we sort of like fell into it we modeled it so then it became online coaching and like I definitely agree like online coaching isn't suitable for every you know someone some people need that um, personal contact with personal training session also from a safety point of view if they've never done certain exercises it's always better to you know have that kind of contact to get used to the form obviously we've got clients now who does video tutorials but you, you know you can't get away from that benefit that you get from a personal training session yeah, I also think, like you said there, hitting them on the head is get some skin in the game, get some experience on the gym floor, getting around, helping people, working with them face to face. And then people who want to transition to online, but I'm not the biggest fan of people trying to do both because I don't believe you can give someone a full coaching experience and service if you're on a gym floor all day, you know, and that's where we had to make that mm. cut you know we were both fully booked personal trainers when we decided no we're going to stop this now and we gave our clients an option we gave them a month's notice and said we're transitioning online now and that's what we're doing so it, it i think if you're going to do it you you shouldn't try to do both like we have clients we get daily messages can you get us in for pt we're like we don't do pt here's a good personal trainer here's a good personal trainer and that's what we refer them out you know we've got we do run a boot camp in the morning from six till seven and that's the only bit of face-to-face work that we do with people everything else is online and you know i think the boot camp members they either upgrade to online or they just do a boot camp and they just wanted that so it's a very different service yeah, no, that's different. That's good. If you've got sort of different packages that you offer online, is it all obviously what you've mentioned about your specific target market? Have you got different packages for that target market? Yeah, so we have like we've basically got three core tiers to our programs. We have like the best you coaching program, which is essentially like a group coaching method where we have a client only group, they're women only. Um, and we give them all of their nutritional goals specific to them. We've got a membership site, so I would say this is good for PTs as well, is when you're answering questions, is get comfortable doing a video of answering a question, because how many times are you going to get asked, Ask the same thing. how can I lose body fat in my midsection? If we're going to answer that question a thousand times in your career, video it, you can send them that link. So we've got a, a, an online portal where we have literally every question we've ever answered in video format. We've also got like PDFs that are sort of like guides that we've created. So like when I said Ellie was the coach, Ellie's also like our (laughs) designer with all these PDFs. So, you know, we we create PDFs on a sort of monthly basis for clients as well. So they're all uploaded on there. Um, We've also got, they get a group support and our personal training app. So we create uh, workouts on the app to suit either home or gym and they just get access to them all. They can upgrade which is like our academy program. So that's 117 a month where we will connect with them on my fitness pal and help them more with their nutrition because we found like nutrition's such a gray area. Everybody's confused about when they start with us. We just want to give them clarity. We don't give diet plans. We've never given out diet plans in all of our career and we never will. Um, so what we do is we educate them on their current diet to help them improve it. Then we have our transformation program, which is 597 for 12 weeks. 
and that is literally everything's personalized the workouts they get 24 7 messenger support plus everything else that the other programs have. and there's also an option to upgrade even further if they want his coaching course as well yeah that's perfect and i always say it to my guys you know whether it's face to face or online and it's funny, as soon as you said the first thing you said we've got a three-tier program because i always say you should have three packages sort of like your lower end your mid-range and then like sort of more um like, hate using this term like sort of flipping gurus you like your high ticket uh, yeah um, <laughs> It's nine hundred pounds a month. It's like yeah, <laughs> would charge that. <laughs> it's sort of it's always good to have those three tiers because some people want to work with you, and again, if it's face to face and you're a forty fifty pounds an hour um, PT, but they can't afford that, you don't want to lose them at the bottom. You want to sort of say, well, look, if you can't afford this, I've got a small like six week program that's only seventy quid. You can yeah. do that, so you can sort of capture them both ends. So I think it's always great to have that little scale. Yeah, definitely. Like various different levels of your service because like I said you don't want to be doing you know you might want to be doing the top service for everyone but like I said you know that not everyone can afford that so then yeah. you sort of add in those other two which is great and I think it's also from that is not everybody needs the level of personalization you know like we have a lot of our clients some of them will come and they, they don't have the money but then there's others who come and actually there's no point in us trying to hard sell someone to pay us two, three hundred pounds a month for a higher ticket program when actually they can get everything mm. from the our, site our, and the group. Yeah. And you know, for us, I think we it goes well with our clients because our retention's very good from that because we don't, you know, and it's the same as like if we've had a client with us for a few months on the academy, we're checking their food and we're going like good, good, good nearly every day. We're very upfront and we'll say, look, I don't, we don't know if you need us if you need to be paying us this now. We think you might be better dropping down, save yourself a few quid. And, you know, I think it goes well with people, although sometimes it's like, you know, we lose 50 quid a month from it. In the long run, they, the retention is better. They yeah, they respect us. And sometimes they'll upgrade again if they find they do slip off. So it, it swings around about. But I definitely think understanding that the more you help a client, often the more loyal they're going to be. And they refer people as well. Yeah, exactly. And that's the thing, isn't it? It's, it's sort of knowing what's right for the client. Like I said, if you're missing out on 50 pounds a month, but then that client's getting the best service that you can offer them whether that is you dropping your price for them or dropping them down the tier then like you said they're going to be a lot more happy with it and yes you might be losing 50 pound a month for four more months till the end of that contract but then that 50 pounds you're losing they're going to stay with you for another two years so yeah sort of like I said it's a long-term gain by actually being a normal human being and seeing that's that it. struggling. <laughs> yeah and, it's sort of, and it does make you laugh doesn't it where Again, there's so many Facebook groups and I think they've just all gone down the pan recently because everyone just argues on them, doesn't they? But when people say they're charging X amount, whether it's a higher or low amount, and then you'll get like 50 other comments going, oh, I charge my clients this, I'd never downgrade someone. Or if they don't want to come and pay for a consultation, I'll tell them to bugger off. And, <laughs> you know, I just don't understand some people's mentality. I think both of you sort of touched on it and it's coming across, obviously, but you've got to be a nice person, you've got to be a people person, then a coach, then like a business person afterwards. But if you can't sort of come in as a nice person, again, going back to walking the gym floor, oh, hi, Haley, how are you doing today? It's not a sale straight away. You're generally yeah. caring how that person is. And that's yeah. going to come across whether it's online coaching, face-to-face. -face. I think you need the people skills, which again, we've sort of touched on before. I think some people come in and they think, oh, I'm a personal trainer, but they, they've got to sort of work from the ground up and they've got to build up that rapport. It's always about, what's the saying, like the no like, and trust, isn't it? Yeah. 
and I suppose like that's is that something you still find easy to do being completely online sort of building up that trust yeah we we've taken a lot of pride in although we've scaled this to keep it very personal you know we insist on our communication being through us we insist on getting to know each client you know I think part of the problem is now with the way the world is especially on the online is we see it a lot where people see their clients as a cash machine whereas for us, it's like, no, that person, we want to know what, what's their life like? What's their lifestyle like? How do they feel? What's their relationships with their kids, their partner, their friends, their, their family? On? We want to know that. And I think that by doing that, it does, you know, yeah. we, we genuinely feel like we get to know them. And also the way we built our community up online, the ladies all get to like, they've made friends. So they're like traveling up and down the UK to meet, meet each other and stuff like now. that, you know, obviously not now with what's <laughs> going on in the world, but you know, and it's it's quite warming to see that these sort of new, um, these people are getting to know new people in their world yeah. that are on the same journey. I think it's like, it's so important that like our clients don't feel like as if they're just a number. So, so for example, especially like in our online group coaching, um, you know, if we notice like a specific person, they've gone quiet in the group and they're not posting as much, like to us, we, we can pick up on that. And so we will send them a message going, look, we've seen that you've gone a bit quiet. Is everything okay? And they really appreciate that because they think, oh, gosh, you must have loads of clients. But they appreciate that because they're not just a number. They're not just bringing money to us. We've built a community. It's the same with the boot camp. So they're not turning up to a session. We want them to be coming to the session. We don't just want to take their money. We want them to feel good and stuff like that. So that's really important to us. Yeah, that's the thing. That's, you can see that across the board in anything. You know, like what I do, I've been delivering courses um, for like 11 years now. So obviously started off teaching and assessing for other companies. And when you just see that people there as a number, it's it's disgusting. Even you know, like gym members as well. It's sort of if you don't get to understand and like and know your customers, they're not going to be customers for very long. And I think that's like a massive, crucial part of retention, because yeah. like I said, if you get to understand people, and again, being online, it must be so hard to do that. But if you're making even more of a conscious effort to do that, then you know, hats off, because I think. It's easy in a gym environment, but you still yeah. don't see people doing it. And it's just like... I think people get like, the idea is I'm going to have all these shiny objects and offer my clients it, but they don't invest in that. They invest in people. They want to see people and like, you know, it's like we, we're very open on our social media. We share our vulnerability. We share who we are. You know, we don't eat super clean. Some days we have bad days. Our, our kids work us hard and we share that. And I think that that's really important, for, um, especially for new personal trainers is because, you know, I was that 21, 22 year old personal trainer taking my top off a week before I boxed the selfie in the mirror showing my abs off. I'm sorry, but now I cringe because I think actually most of the women we work with would probably be like, what is that twat doing, you know? Um, so I think it's just being aware of who you're trying to talk to, who you're trying to attract. Because a lot of the time, I think new personal trainers, other personal trainers want to attract and impress other personal trainers, but they're not going to pay the pay bills, bills, you know? So it's being aware of actually, do you know what? These, these people I want to help and whoever it is, you know, somebody watching this who's going to be a new trainer may want to go down the route of helping young guys get laid more they can do that and they're going to be attracted to that. But generally speaking, that's a much harder niche to try and build a stance in, particularly if you're new in the industry. Yeah, I definitely agree. Because it's like we've done like different shows in the past. Like I've done figure competition in the past. And I'm thinking, oh God, if, you know, if everyone's going to see me have abs, everyone's going to be like, wow, she must be really good. But if anything, it repelled 
um, clients coming to us because they thought, oh my God, they must be so extreme. I don't want to go with those extreme we coaches. Had that, didn't we? <laughs> yeah, and it's like, you know, the, the clients that we were wanting to work with, you know, clients who are low in confidence, that was something that we were always about. But what we were doing day to day in our actions was the complete opposite. So we weren't practicing what we preach. So it took a lot for us, you know, I was actually, you know, this, that's not the road for me now. You know, I want to showcase lifestyle. I want to showcase I'm a mum of two kids. I want to be relatable to my potential clients. And, and then that's definitely helped shift things. Yeah, no, definitely. That's, like, that's great because, again, being that 21-year-old Ryan, it's sort of, you know, top off in the mirror. But what makes me laugh, you know, that, like you said, it does draw a certain type of client because if you're of a certain age and you want to look like that person perfect that's sort of potentially a right fit but it's funny when you see um the those images and then the caption underneath doesn't relate to the image or there's no like there's no context to the picture yeah whenever i see guys that come to me and they start their sort of pt courses I don't, i'm not horrible about it but i almost want to say like what you're posting is a load of rubbish. Like it's just not relatable to the, like you've said that you want to work with men in their fifties, but then it's all pictures of you and your mates bench pressing. It's like, you know, that's not going to relate. Some men in yeah. their fifties, don't get me wrong. We'll still be doing that, but I'll be retired. Ryan will still be benching at 50, I reckon. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> but I think but it's, it's just so annoying when you see a half decent picture, the captions like, what are you doing today? Or like have a great Sunday, everyone. It's like, you just missed a trick because you could say, here's a, an app workout that I've done to look like this. You should try it. Let me know below how you get on. It's just sort of yeah. like creating that engagement that might make them want to contact you. Yeah, definitely. And I think a lot of thing, what I'd say is personal trainers, and this is getting off a little bit, is are possibly some of the biggest hypocrites in the world because they tell clients to invest in themselves. They tell clients to be consistent. And then you look over, like, it's one thing that we see a lot where there's good personal trainers, but they lack consistency in what they're doing, whether it be with their branding, whether it be their marketing, you know, and it's like, <laughs> we get it. Like, when we go out, when we walk down the town in Jersey, and we're, we're by no means big people, but people are stopping there, like, oh, I see you everywhere. Like, I see you on Facebook, I see you on Instagram, I see you on LinkedIn. And it's all like everything. I love what you, because we're consistent. And that's what I would say is like, getting into that habit of being consistent because we get it from people that we didn't even know are watching what we're yeah. doing, you know, and they love it. So being consistent and patient, it's not like, oh, I'm going to post a picture of my abs and the client's going to roll. It's like, actually, yeah. I'm going to help people for free. And if people are willing to invest, I'm going to give them those opportunities at regular times. And also you see that quite a lot of social media posts, like it's constantly sell, 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 never giving, you know, like you said, you know, give a little bit of advice, give, you know, explain why you do a particular workout. You know, so I sometimes see it, it's more so a personal trainer, like, you know, it's, it's always, always a sell, 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 but, you know, perhaps show what you do, show who you, why you work with a certain person, what they can do and things like that. Like, I think that's really important and valuable too. Yeah, no, definitely. There's definitely sort of subtle ways of selling that isn't all about, you know, like you said, even with you guys where you're posting up family pictures or you're out for a family meal, etc. But then you can easily turn that into like that's the, t that's the target market you want. So yeah. if I said to someone literally about two days ago who their target market, again, similar to yours, it's sort of like the mums and dads are struggling to find time to have workouts. So I looked at his Instagram and it was all him working out. Yeah. And I said, they don't want to see that. If you've got kids and you're in that situation, I would send a picture of, I'm sure you guys are the same, like having a family of 
like there's one plate for Ryan with a certain meal on it. Then there's the kids. Then Ellie, yours is probably like a mashup of all three meals that you've done. <laughs> and there's like a fish finger that's gone missing because Ryan's nabbed it. But if you sort of took an image of that and said, who can relate yeah. to this? Every single night you could cook four, five, six different meals. You know, if it's four, five, six different people, everyone's got different dietary requirements and the person that misses out is me, the person cooking it, because I'm the one looking after everyone else. Yes. Yeah. And just by showing that, that you're a normal person, people will laugh at it and go, oh my God, yeah, that's me. But they'll remember that because they'll be like, oh, I remember yeah. that Ellie posted a picture about how she struggles with eating and look at the shape she's in. Maybe she can help me. So there is yeah. always like, not as, again, it's not a sell, but it's understanding what people want. So in, in something as subtle as that could lead to sales. Yeah, it's building that connection with yeah. people. And that's why it's like, we purposely show bits. And I know some people don't want to show their kids. Like on our stories, we will regularly show our kids when they're keeping us awake or, you know, we're trying to do work. Because like, I think a lot of people, you probably see a lot of online laptop coaches, lifestyle. laptop lifestyle. It's like, well, that's not oh. real life. We have one day a week without our toddler here. And that's why we book everything in on a Wednesday. <laughs> because it is, you know, we try to do work. And she's at the laptop, she's climbing. And that, that's real life. Like so. to us, our laptop lifestyle means that we can both, you know, go and pick up um, our elders from school. Yeah. Or go for like a, a coffee together after school. That's to us means more to us than going on, you know, on a beach holiday and having a laptop because I would love a holiday right now. Yeah. But you know how some people have um, missold this whole idea of a laptop lifestyle and they think that's what it's all about. You can just go and travel when the reality is it's, it's not. It's not like you that. have to work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But even like the laptop lifestyle and even personal training calls up until maybe about a year or two ago, they were always advertised. If you probably remember this since you when you've done yours was earn on target earning of 60 plus k a year be yeah. your own boss but then they don't tell you how to do that yeah. Sort of, yeah they just give you the bog standard certificate everyone gets but they don't tell you how to do the sales the marketing business that gets you that 60 grand a year yeah because yeah. I, I think i saw someone put a, a figure up you might say it's wrong like the average lifespan of a pt oh, is like under 12 months you know yeah so, it's, so 18, it's yeah, like it's probably less now it was 18 18 months to two years but yeah it's probably going yeah. down and it, it's sad because like to me, you don't become a personal trainer unless you've got a genuine interest and passion in it. So these are people that are passionate mm. and they're giving up on it. And I would say it's like, it's often either down to they've got like misplaced beliefs in terms of how quickly things are going to build up and stuff. You know, like when, when I first started as a personal trainer, I was doing two other jobs. You know, I was under no illusions that it was going to be easy. I was working on the doors and I was filling shelves and Marks and Spencers till I had enough clients to stop those. So it's like, I think sometimes it's people need to be re realistic about their expectations from the start. And like you said, with your course, you don't just throw them in and just you're helping mentor them. And I think that that's why it's better to go for a provider that is going to deliver something like that rather than just you've got your qualification, off you go. I've just had a thought as well, actually, whilst you were talking. Another thing that could be important as well for personal trainers to understand is, is how they do their payments. Because um, Ryan actually, when I became a trainer, obviously Ryan was like technically my boss, but not really my boss. But <laughs> you know, he got me into understanding the importance of like a reoccurring payment model. So rather than taking, you know, like a hundred, you know, blocks of ten sort of sessions, because then you're sort of always chasing that next payment. You know, that client might be like at that particular moment say, "No, oh, actually, two hundred quid right now is a big amount for me to kind of dish out. I'll see you maybe next month," and then yeah. they never come back. Whereas to us, that like, we went straight into like a, a monthly payment model. And I think that also works well with our client because that helps from their budgets too. Yeah, no, definitely. From like 
from their point of view, they know where they're at because they know right, X amount of month is going to be coming out of my account. And it's that accountability as well. Like I used to sell block bookings. Obviously, this is like 20 years ago when I didn't know any different. But you'd sort of sell 12 or 10 and you get two free. But then if they took a whole year to use that 10, at yeah. first, you think, well, hey, I've just made 400 quid. But then you haven't it's because sad, it's it? <laughs> spread out over a year. Yeah. So you pretty much earn 40 pounds a year, for, uh, sorry, month <laughs> from that client. Minus tax. It's like, oh, great. I might as well yes. just run my normal rate. We used to do um, either four, eight or 12 sessions a month. And the idea with that was every six months, there would be a two week holiday period, which would be either by the client or by the trainer. So it meant also you don't get a dip in income, you know, like a lot of personal trainers, they work in like dogs and scared to take a holiday because going to miss holiday. So when you first start with people, it's like, actually, you might get five sessions one month because you train on a Tuesday at one o'clock. If there's five Tuesdays in the month, we'll do that extra session because what it means is then there's a holiday period of two weeks every six months that we can, I, if, if I'm going away, I'll take it. If you're going away, you take it. And we make the sessions up if we're both on holiday and it, it works quite well. And the expectations there from the start. Yeah, no, definitely. And that's the thing. I think it's, it's just got, of, I think at first the mentality of, like, because it's been around for so long, like the block session type model. But I keep saying to everyone, you've got to switch to like a monthly because it's like I said, it's just better for you, better for the client. And there's you don't need to worry. Like said, yeah, exactly. There's agreements you can put in, like you just said, that it's going to keep everyone happy, and it's it's just easier to manage. Like you said earlier, it's like from the sort of the business and the payment side. Again, it's something I say to my guys because it's real life it's not anatomy and physiology you're not going to get asked 20 questions a day about a and p you're going to be asked about your business your structure your you know your payments your offerings and that's what i sort of try and get across um a couple of things you've both said um a that you're everywhere and b <laughs> obviously like obviously ryan i've asked you this question before with regards to sort of sales funnels and stuff um but obviously going onto your website going onto your instagram You've got links for click like your sales funnels, your ebooks, your podcast, your books. Obviously, these are all great lead generation tools. Can you both tell me a little bit about that and how that brings leads into your business? Yeah, I think this is Ryan's side to our business now. I think oh, you, you can go get another coffee early. <laughs> I, I, I think the thing is to give people an something away for free that can generally help them. So for us, like we've written and published books, and obviously a new personal trainer probably hasn't done that. So it'll just be creating something that they want to help. So it's like, right, who's your ideal client? How can you help them? And then you're like, well, their struggle is diet. Okay, well, could you create a, an easy to follow ebook that gives them a simple guide of food? So like we said, we don't do meal plans, but we actually have an easy to follow nutrition guide that gives them loads of different choices, simplifies nutrition. That used to generate us leads because we could send people to it rather than us trying to hard sell. We then now can send someone to that. They put their email address in. And then we've got a seven day autoresponder and emails that will try and upsell them onto our group coaching. So it, once you get the groundwork in place of getting that in ready, a lot of the work and the legwork gets done for you. So I think having some form of lead generation systems good, you know, we email seven days a week um, and have done for the last, well, since we've, since I've been in business really. And I think email marketing is a great tool and we don't sell 
a lot on them. It's more about helping people. We get good interactions with them. And over time, we may not get a client. They might be on our email list for six months and then they sign up one day and it's like one email's just clicked. So it's understand playing the long game, but you're doing it in masses. You know, we're emailing thousands of people every day. I'm not having to email one person. I use We use active campaign for our emails and we send out an email every day and, you know, yeah, it seems to help people. And we've just literally finished, well, today's the last day, we've done a 10-day challenge. So this has been like sort of like all or like online, but it gave like, the, it was just for females, but it gave them an insight into how we coach. You know, we did live workouts every morning. We've done live coaching chats every evening with structure to different topics that are relatable to them. And it's like, it's been amazing. We had like over a hundred people, over a hundred ladies, you know, really interactive, asking questions and stuff. And it got them thinking, actually, I can apply this to my lifestyle. It's going to work. And then, hopefully that by end of today you know we might have some ladies who might want to join us longer term yeah that's great and that's and like you said that's sort of a great tool that you're going to get them in that free challenge and then even if a certain percent then go on to a paid option then that's like your lead gentle isn't it yeah and i think a lot of people forget about it is like we've helped a hundred new ladies like we've achieved yeah. something even if like no we will get clients sign up but say no one signed up today we were like, do you know what They've we've taken from it and we've created content. So we've now got videos that we can crop and use bits for our marketing or we can put them on our membership site because they answer questions. You know, our Q and A's went on one that went on for over an hour. So there's so much value that we've created that can help future clients as well. Plus there's a hundred ladies who are also going to probably go and tell their friends about right. the functions and how we've helped them. So, so even if like now it's not the right time for them, okay, we, we have to appreciate, you know, it's coming up to Christmas, but they might think, you know, going into next year, okay, now's the right time. Oh, do you know what? I remember I did a challenge. Those guys are really kind of related to, I'm going to get in touch with them. So it's just putting our name up there as well. Yeah, no, definitely. I think like you said a couple of times, like you just said, it's like the long game, isn't it? Because again, I put something on, uh, business personal uh sorry the business pt mental page on instagram the other day about doing that it's sod's law if you sort of put in content out and you're not getting as many engagements as you thought it's when you turn around and go oh sod this and you stop that's when people notice because you can have all those lurkers in the distance that are loving your content like i said you might be they might be doing all these free challenges they might have all your free ebooks they might not even be liking or commenting on your posts mm. but at one point when something clicks and they're like you know what i need that extra support now that's when yeah. they come to you and that could be six months it could be a year but yeah it's, it's sort of i always say to people don't stop putting content out there even right. if you've got one person and that's the that's the thing because like i've had someone come up to me and say like, oh i love what i love your post i really like to really you spoke about this i found it really relatable and i was and i remember thinking to myself well, you've never like commented or interacted yeah. and she even said to me i'm so low in confidence i just i couldn't i can't comment on it or i don't want other people to see that i'm relating to this and so i thought oh okay and that's why it's important not to hold on to likes and things like because they they don't mean anything they don't pay your bills people and it is, it is it's chasing that instant gratification gratification that's why i say about pts being hypocrites it's like you tell clients be patient for results it's the same when you're trying to market your brand or your business it does take time I and mean, it's a very saturated market at the moment and it's like you know we see now what's going on in the world with um covid this year a lot of people have had to go back to other jobs because 
they didn't play the long game. They didn't persistently, you know, over lockdown, we still put our message out there seven days a week. We, we, were, we were stressing a little bit. We were having it hard trying to do homeschool. It was hard, you know. We were getting up at three o'clock in the morning to do bits of work to make sure we delivered. But it meant that we've survived. We've actually come through and had, like, our best last two months. And it's continuing to grow. So I think it is important that you have a little bit of consistency. And it's like, you can show a bit of vulnerability but not be bitter or not put, you know, not look for sympathy. I think that that can be quite bad as well. So it's just playing that, playing the balance between showing vulnerability, but also showing how you can help people because it's not motivating if you're constantly playing that sort of vulnerability. It's getting that balance. Uh, definitely. I think if, if you've got, like I said, you've still been doing the online game for way before COVID kicked in. But I think the ones that didn't adapt or didn't adapt quick enough, they're the ones that lost out. And it's horrible because, you know, people don't put that value on their health, like we were saying before, where they should have been. But then that's potentially because they didn't either trust that trainer in the first place or that trainer wasn't adapting to the current situation and saying, look, you know, we're working from home now. Everyone's on Zoom. Here's like a boot camp. You can do a boot camp from Zoom. You can send weekly, daily, hourly comments newsletters whatever to keep them engaged but i think the ones that almost threw their toys out the pram and were like oh covid's ruined my business i think yeah horrible as it is to say i think it was sort of probably not where it should have been anyway well yeah we've had this conversation that like businesses businesses didn't really fail on because of covid what happened was that COVID exposed flaws that they had. And it's like, unfortunately, and this is what I'd say probably is good for new PTs is you have to recognize that you are a business as well. Yeah. Although you're working with people, it's like we have policies and procedures in place. So like we don't get anyone in long-term contracts, but what we do have is a month notice period. So if someone wants to leave us, we require a month notice. And, you know, it'd be easy for us to try and have a little bit of Sympathy if someone's like, do you know what I need to cancel a day before their payment? But it's like, well, no, we have that in place yeah. itself. It's part of our yeah. business. And it's understanding that when you when you start out as a brand, don't cut yourself. If you go to a shop, you don't ask someone to give you discount. Don't it don't be offering yeah. discounts to people if you're you know, know your worth sort of thing and run it as a business. Yeah, definitely. And that's the thing, and it's it's the business side of things that is like most people struggle. I think it's yeah. I think they don't see themselves as a business. They see themselves as a yeah. personal trainer because yes. um, it was only yesterday I was chatting to someone and where they're going to be sort of selling, uh, we're just using like the £40 an hour as a, an example. I said, you don't make £40 an hour, your business does. And she was a bit like, what do you mean? I said, well, you've got to take off tax and insurance and then pay yourself out of that £40. Plus, yeah. what if you've got equipment? What if you're using um, my PT hub? That's a a monthly cost that they need to pay for as in the client so you can't just charge 400 pounds for 10 sessions you need to take into account the travel time and all this other stuff so that 40 pounds might become 50 pounds an hour but she was like well i can't charge that because that's too much i said but you've got to look at yourself as a business you can't turn around yeah. and say you know go to sort of buy a laptop for example oh no i can't charge a grand for it it's a bit too much well like everyone needs pain somewhere along the line and you're one of those people yeah it's it's, it's i think it's looking at it when you start a business as a personal trainer you are the bookkeeper you're the admin you are the receptionist you are the the coach the trainer the you're you're the everything 
And over time, like it is learning to probably, as you get into a position financially to possibly outsource some of it. So like, you know, it's like having someone who will look after your books or manage them or invest in a, a software. You know, there's so much software now. It's like, we see a lot of people that will say, oh, you know, having a website's expensive. But if you've got a good website, that's going to save you money because you've got systems and tools. You know, like we use ClickFunnels and, you know, people say it's expensive. It's like, well, it is, but it saves you so much time, money and energy in the long run that you've got to view it as a business. It's, an, it's a business expense, but it helps you in the long run. You're making more money from it. You know, that, that's what I value. But it's the same as like, you know, there's things like Fiverr. Uh, fiverr.com where you can go and outsource little tasks that you need to do so you don't spend three hours trying to create a pdf if you're not good with computers you just write out what you want done get someone on fiverr to do it for five dollars you've not spent Save your energy <laughs> yeah no definitely and that's the thing and it's like i said it's, it's just getting to that stage isn't it because at first you are you're the social media guy you're the accountant you're everything like you said but people don't value that they sort of think and that's why I think you touched on it before when you're sort of doing like the online stuff as well. And whether it's online or like we're just speaking about like the marketing, the accounts, etc. If you're in a gym for 50 hours a week and then you're coming home and you've got to do your social media, your newsletter, your accounting, that's when people completely burn out. Yeah. yeah. So it's just sort of knowing when to either make that transition or cut down on one thing to include that's something it. else into your day. Yeah. But yeah, but it's been great talking to you both. Hopefully there's no, a lot of um, hints and tips for new PTs out there. What is it you're doing for the rest of the day? You did tell me before we jumped on. We've got another, we've got another YouTube interview at half 11 and then um, we've got some other videos to do for our marketing because we're child free. This is our day. <laughs> it's about, and, like, yeah, strategic. And we, yeah, and then we train together as well before we pick the kids up, so. Yeah. Cool, perfect. So what are you picking up about midnight by the sounds of it? <laughs> <laughs> he uh, made me out a whole schedule yeah. for me. I'm like, okay. Perfect. To That's all right. I'll, I'll keep an eye on the time then just in case we uh, <laughs> roll over. So obviously, if anyone's watching this, I don't need to tell them, but for anyone that's listening, where can people, where can you send people that might want to check you out and find out more about you guys? Um, so on social media, it's Ryan Hodgson Fitness or Ellie Hodgson Fitness, Ellie with a Y, um, on Instagram and Facebook. We've got Ryan and Ellie Hodgson is our name on Facebook for our company, and it's hodgsonhealth.com. Um, you know, reach out to us, you know, if it's a new trainer and want a little bit of advice, you know, we know how daunting it can be in the industry, but it is an industry that can give you so much fulfillment and joy when it's done in the right way. Yeah. Massively. Brilliant. Again, thanks a lot for coming on, guys. And I'll speak to you both soon. Yes, yeah, thank perfect. You. Thanks a lot. Cheers, girl. Bye. Cheers.